The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Oh, good. We're all here. <laughs> you know, we often talk about prayer on this program, putting particular emphasis on decrees and the power and science of the spoken word. You know, and of course, we know that a lot of you listening uh, who may be new to this concept of dyna- dynamic decrees and a science of spoken prayer. But I believe you may be more familiar with the subject than you realize. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because uh, many of you actually do know a form of powerful spoken prayer that you may have heard of or been exposed to in earliest childhood, and that is the rosary. Uh-huh. And this is a really fascinating topic. You know, certainly, even if you don't actively give the rosary, you've heard of it or a form of it. Um, there's the Catholic or the Marian rosary, of course. The Anglican Episcopal version, the um, Orthodox Chotki, Komposkini, and Komboloi varieties, and Terry, those are not Greek desserts. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you got that paragraph. <laughs> oh okay. Well, those are actually Greek and Russian Orthodox prayer ropes. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, but that's only scratching the surface, mm-hmm. folks. If your religious or spiritual background is something other than the Western Christian variety, you have still probably been exposed to some form of rosary-like spoken prayer. Yeah. We have the Hindu Japa Mala, for mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. and there's the Kuan Yin Rosary, as well as the mysterious Enoch Rosary. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. There's also the Tarahumara Indian Rosary necklaces, the Udraksha prayer beads, worry beads, Dharma beads, even prayer ropes. Fact is, over two-thirds of the world's population employ prayer beads in one form or another as part of their religious practice. Christianity. Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, they all use prayer beads. And the word bead itself, as we know it in the West, is derived from the Anglo-Saxon word bidden, Mm -hmm. which means to pray, and bead, which is spelled B-E-D-E, which means prayer. You know, and as far as modern anthropology can tell us, the use of beads in prayer probably originated in the Hindu religious tradition, 8th century B.C. Yeah, yeah, and it spread from there to Buddhism, then to Islam, And the use of prayer beads in the form of the Catholic rosary was common throughout Europe by the late Middle Ages. Yeah, and there are both numerous similarities and many significant differences between and among the world's rosaries, but one fact is common to them all. They are used to focus spiritual energies and to sustain in the moment mindfulness. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you say that because it is commonly believed that the Christian rosary came into widespread use as a way to assist often illiterate worshipers in keeping track of their prayers. 
The Catholic Rosary was made an official part of the Catholic liturgy by Pope Leo X in 1520. And you know, there are a lot of fascinating facts about the Rosary that we could share. <laughs> but to do that, we'd probably be here all day, Tom. <laughs> we would. You know what, I, I'm of course a Protestant by, by birth, I guess, so the Rosary is new to me. But what I was interested to find out is that the word Rosary itself comes from the Latin word mm-hmm. rosarium, which means rose garden. Isn't that nice? And yeah. refers both to the religious exercise of reciting prayers and to the string of prayer beads themselves used in this practice. Yeah, you know, in Catholicism, the rose is a symbol of perfection. Thus, the rosary expresses the idea of a permanent garden of prayer, with particular emphasis on repetitions of the Hail Mary interspersed with the Lord's Prayer. And focus is important. Plus, repetition is a key factor in making the recitation of the rosary particularly effective. Yeah, and not only does this give the rosary its power, it also taps into a universal momentum of spiritual energy that is the sum total of all the other rosaries previously given. <laughs> Can you imagine That's that? Incredible, wow. Oh, it? I know. I mean, when you give a decree or a mantra or a rosary, you are actually tuning into a vast ocean of prayer power. You are, <laughs> in fact, multiplying that power wherever you put your focus. Mm-hmm. Well, this assumes, of course, that your focus is both conscious and mindful. The semi-conscious rote delivery of a rosary, or any repeated prayer for that matter, has little power if most of our attention is absent. In other words, mindless repetition will usually not produce the desired result, though it will often produce something. Well, exactly. Even the rote delivery of prayer can set up a minimal energetic force field, one that might even be marginally beneficial. And I think the important thing is to give it, and obviously... Give it all the devotion and attention you can. Oh, yeah. But just give it. Yeah. (laughs) Just give it. (laughs) And by occupying the mind, it can serve to uh, kind of keep the focus off of other less productive thought forms and diversions. That's a great point. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Because it'll even keep the mind from wandering into realms of temptation and negativity. But when you pray, you really don't want to be asleep at the wheel, as they say. You, You want to do what you can to maximize the effects of your efforts. Don't you? (laughs) Well, and therein lies one of the most pervasive aspects of all thought forms, prayerful or otherwise. As we have so often said, our thoughts create. We all have subconscious thoughts running through our minds that literally, by their constant repetition, create our life experiences. You know, that reminds me of the quote that you've given us sometimes, Tom, (laughs) on the power of our thoughts. It says about worry. Worry is praying for what you don't want. No, it's you know, you draw into manifestation what you focus your attention on. It's just a law of the universe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And when we constantly entertain and repeat the same set of thoughts, our subconscious mind acts impersonally on those thoughts, giving us exactly what it believes we want. Yeah. You know, certainly we know that thoughts and prayers are both powerful and, unless otherwise directed, positive. Now, I think it's time that we bring today's subject, the Ascended Master's form and use of the rosary, into focus. In this new spiritual age, it is particularly important that all of us should meditate on the mother flame, which is the foundation of living fire within us. You know, and the presence of Mother Mary is so powerful. And uh, when we call to her in the rosary, we can really feel that energy of the mother flame coming up within us. And the quickening of this energy leads to the soul's reunion with the Father. Oh, yes. I mean, one of the principal reasons that this is of such importance to us, and we hope to you as well, is that people everywhere have become alienated at subconscious levels from the heart and from the flame of God as mother. And this is both sad and unfortunate because this alienation has led to widespread acceptance of the practice of abortion, for example, as well as the tearing apart of the fabric fabric of the family, Mm -hmm. the blurring of sexual boundaries, undermining wholesome relationships, and losing sight of simple goodness and decency. 
So how do we correct these tendencies? How do we get back in alignment with God's purposes <laughs> and his will? It's relatively simple. By invoking the sacred fire through the rituals of prayer, meditation, and decrees, and I'll include the rosary as a key part of that. Yeah, yeah and not only should our focus be on writing these present wrongs, but writing past wrongs as well, which is to say, transmitting our negative karma. And Mother Mary's Rosary is one terrific way to do this. You know, it really is. And Mother Mary's Rosary, what we call the New Age Rosary, uses a non-traditional form of the Catholic prayer, the Hail Mary. Well, you know, Terry, uh, could we take advantage of your mellow tones and hear the Ascended Master version of this beautiful prayer? You may. Sure, here it goes. Okay. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Now, surely all of you who are familiar with the typical form of this prayer will have noticed that the ending of the Ascended Master's Version has a noticeably positive spin. It does. Here it is. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Well, you can feel the difference, can't you? Oh, yeah. The yeah. emphasis is on positive victory, overcoming our human limitations, and becoming immortal with God in our ascension. Oh. Yeah. And therein, again, is an example of directing the power of repeating a positive prayer and thought form toward what we do want and desire, rather than toward what we don't want. Yeah, and you know, we've all sinned, obviously. <laughs> We're human after all. Mm -hmm. But as we've said so many times on this show... We're not by nature sinners. We're not worthless sinners. Mm -hmm. And Mother Mary's rosary affirms that to us. Yes, we have sinned. We call for forgiveness. But we're not sinners by nature. How could we be created in the image of God? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And the rosary is healing, too. Yeah. There are countless stories about the miraculous healing power of the rosary. Mother Mary herself, wherever she has appeared, has urged all who will listen that her rosary has the power to change events, even the very course of history. Well, you know, many of our listeners will recall how the rosary was used to successfully inspire, unite, and protect the members of Poland's fledgling solidarity movement in 1981. Yeah. You know, this, this uprising has been credited with contributing greatly to the fall of communism in Poland. And many of the movement's 9.4 million members turned to the rosary for comfort and strength during the dark early dark days of confrontation with the communist government. You know, we've shared before in the past, too, Tom, that Austria, people may forget, but that Austria was occupied by the Soviet Union after World War II, or a portion of it. Mm -hmm. And they started a, a vigil to Mother Mary. And in 1955, the Russians withdrew without firing a shot. Mm -hmm. And historians are at a loss to explain why. It's the power of the rosary. Wow. But the bottom line is this. Giving the rosary ignites a powerful spiritual action that can and has worked miracles, both great and small. Well, it's certainly an uncomplicated practice, which can be done aloud or in silence. And yet, for all of its simplicity, the action of the rosary allows Mother Mary to enter our hearts and place us within her own magnificent aura. And you know, there's, there's really not much more we can say about the rosary, except do it. <laughs> yes. It's very easy and straightforward, and it's a wonderful practice to do with your whole family. Children in particular, they seem to really love the rosary. And it's probably because they feel the presence of Mother Mary and the angels. And boy, does the rosary bring the angels. <laughs> oh, that's a really nice thought form, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All prayer, but most especially decrees in the rosary, attract countless angels just like a magnet. 
when you give the rosary, feel yourself surrounded by angels and elementals. You know, they like to give it with you. Uh-huh. It's a wonderfully healing and enlivening sensation, and it's, it's a great devotion. Well, I know that my, um, my children have not done this sort of thing on a regular basis, but there were times when they were very small where I would do a rosary with them. I had their absolutely rapt attention. It was the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Huh, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you back. Okay, well, it's time for a short break, and we'll be back before you know it. And when we return, we will hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet in which she examines Mother Mary's New Age Rosary from the standpoint of its ability to restore our connection with God as Mother. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back, everyone. In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet explains how, through the rosary, we can each put on the consciousness of Mother Mary and reunite with God as mother. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Can you tell us more about the new scriptural rosary? This is a rosary that was given to me by Mother Mary as she came to me one day in the fall of 1972 in our retreat in Colorado Springs. She gave me a new rosary and a new meditation upon the mother flame. She explained to me that the word Mary means Ma-Ray, and that all people, men and women alike, must meditate upon this Mother-Ray, this Mother-Flame, that is a fountain of living fire within us. It is a fountain of purity. It must be quickened, raised, and released. And when the Mother comes into prominence and into dominance within the temple of our being, then it quickens God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
We see then that the mother on earth is the one who teaches us to understand the father, teaches us his laws, enables us to understand the wisdom of the son, and shows us how the love of God is the action of the sacred labor in the Holy Spirit. And so Mother Mary said, The rosary is not an idolatrous adoration to my person. It is simply the giving of one's energy through the science of the spoken word to the mother of the universe, the mother of cosmos, and the mother force, the life force that is in oneself. The quickening of this energy leads to the soul's reunion with the Father. Mary told me, I am but a representative of the cosmic virgin, and there are many mothers in heaven and on earth who follow in this service. Mother Mary has no desire to be thought of as one who is exclusively the queen of heaven, although that is her title among the angelic hosts. She desires that we should understand that the term mother of God means one who will nourish the flame of God on earth and in heaven by sponsoring life, by taking care of children and of creative projects and of a work that is needed here. And so she gave me the Hail Mary for all who are moving into the new age and realize that the Aquarian age is the age when the mother unlocks the key to the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Mother Mary wants us to understand that God does not hold us in a death grip of sin and the sense of sin, but God holds us in his immaculate vision of the all-seeing eye as the son and the daughter who are the fruit of the union of the father-mother God. Mother Mary is our friend and our helper. She is one who has become mother so that we might understand that it is also our mission to become mother and to mother life. She asks that we appeal to her in the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death, because in that hour we must do battle with the forces of our own subconscious that resist the coming of the light of the Son of God into the temple of our being. Mother Mary is, was, and ever shall be the handmaid of the Lord, and she stands with us as we must go through the same science which she proved to give birth to the Christ within the cradle of our own evolving soul consciousness. Mother Mary is a very great presence on earth, and when we call to her in this morning rosary as so many keepers of the flame are doing all over the world today. We feel the energy of God rising within us. We feel her wrapping the aura in a mantle, a swaddling garment of grace. Indeed, when we give the Hail Mary, Mother Mary enters our heart, and we feel her place around us, her own aura, the electronic presence of her ascended light body. Then we go through our day as the hands and the feet, the heart and the head of Mother Mary. We allow her to use us as her instrument, and we become living incarnations of the Mother Flame. This overshadowing is the true understanding of hierarchy. 
Hierarchy is this vast chain of being, of sons and daughters of God, stepping down the consciousness of the Father all the way from the center of a cosmos to a tiny electron in a blade of grass. As we meditate in the ritual of the rosary, we are putting on the consciousness of Mother Mary and of every ascended being who has ensouled this feminine ray of God. How does the ritual of the rosary help us realize our place in the scheme of things? Well, it's an interesting thing, Doug. I think we have to understand the meaning of the term ritual because it has become kind of a dirty word in circles where people feel that they have somehow been gypped or cheated by a phony hierarchy within the church who has used ceremony and pomp to entertain the people and keep them in ignorance. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Ritual is the very rhythm of the cosmos. Ritual is in our body temple. The daily assimilation of energy, the partaking of food, of sleep, of work, all of this is the ritual of life. The creation in seven days is a pattern of the release of the seven rays of God's consciousness. And the seventh ray, which is the ray of transmutation and freedom on the seventh day of rest, is really the ray of ritual. Ritual is the means whereby we go from point A to point B in consciousness. We are here, let us say, feeling sorry for ourselves, burdened, weary. We have problems with our family that seem insurmountable. And we are in a state of anguish and we cry out to the Lord God to help us. God can help us only if we are willing to move consciousness from that point A of our desperate pleading to point B of taking dominion over the earth and feeling the mastery of the Christ within us. To move from point A to point B, we engage in ritual, the ritual of prayer, the ritual of meditation, the ritual of saying, let us be up and doing. The best way to change consciousness is to start doing something constructive, and the activity itself is a flame of the Holy Spirit which carries us and buoys us up and gives us a joy and a sense of hope that God will deliver us from this crisis. God himself delivers us through a process which is a ritual. When we call for help, it doesn't often manifest instantaneously, but we go through a certain pattern and cycle of time and space, and we find suddenly, lo and behold, we have moved from that point A to that point B. And thus, prayer has been answered. Ritual, then, is a code word for the term, write you all. And what it means is that God is saying to us, you must write all all wrong by invoking the sacred fire through this ritual of prayer, meditation, decrees, and so forth. You right all wrong of the past. This means the balancing of our karma. It means the transmutation of sin by the love of Christ, by the law of forgiveness, by the very alchemical presence of the Lord Christ, the Blessed Mother, and other saints of East and West. Ecclesiastes had this great sense of ritual being the means whereby God performs his sacred alchemy within us. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God requireth that which is past. 
by the use of God's sacred rituals, when these are infused with a flame of love and not merely performed mechanically, what happens is we meet the requirement of God of bringing that which is passed to the fore into the crucible of the sacred fire. And there our God as a consuming fire will actually transmute the elements of base consciousness into the great glory and the full radiance of his presence. In that alchemy we come to realize that that which has been is now, meaning from the very beginning of the creation the eternal presence of the Christ is and is unchanging. And that which is to be in the future, the fullness of his manifestation within us, which we long for, has already been and will be here and now if we can retain the vision of our victory and while we retain the vision, perform the ritual necessary for arriving at the manifestation of that vision in our life. Now the rosary then is a ritual whereby through meditation we move from the plane of the lesser self to the plane of the greater self. The rosary is the most healing energy of life because it puts us once again into harmony with Mother. I don't know if you realize how much alienation there is at subconscious levels on the part of the people of Earth from the very heart and flame of God as Mother. There is an intense hatred of mother, and there is a hatred of the children of the mother. This fact is brought out in the twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation, where the mother comes forth within us to give birth to the divine man-child. She figures there as the woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, with a crown of twelve stars upon her head. She comes to give birth to the Christ in all of us, but she is rejected by the carnal mind who figures as the dragon in all of us. And the dragon within us comes to make war with the woman to devour her child as soon as it is born. And so our own carnal minds are ready to devour this infant child, the Christ that is in the cradle of the heart, waiting to grow to the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ within us. We see then that the meeting of mother in the way is a tremendous challenge and it requires this alchemy of consciousness of which the psalmist spoke when he said, The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. This alchemy was spoken of by Moses and by Paul. Know ye not that the Lord our God is a consuming fire? We need the sacred fire baptism of the Holy Ghost to consume what I call anti-mother and anti-Christ forces within our subconscious. For the heathen, the alienated parts of our own subconscious are raging. The kingdoms or the planes of consciousness at sublevels of awareness are being moved. But God within us is uttering His voice, and by His voice the elements of earth are melted, and we are formed and reformed once again in the image and likeness of our God. Thank you very much. That's an interesting point to keep in mind. You know, the rosary is a means to our victory through the birth of the Christ within. Mm -hmm. Well, up next we'll hear more from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the Mother Force and the Mystery of Surrender. Please stay with us. Visionary. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone, and thanks for staying put. Now, is there a connection between the rosary and yoga? What does it mean to surrender? And why should we pray to God as mother? In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet answers these questions and more. And once again, our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. You've drawn a parallel between the practice of the rosary and the disciplines of yoga. What's the connection? The connection is that the yogi who is working to attain supreme reunion with God and soul liberation is an adoration of the mother force that is known as the goddess Kundalini. It is the sacred fire that is locked in the base of the spine chakra, universally acclaimed as mother just as that energy locked in the crown chakra is the force of Father. With the union of these two forces within our being, in the center of the heart, we then give birth to the Christ consciousness, or what some have called cosmic consciousness. Making friends with Mother Mary, one who has realized and released that sacred force to the extent that she, with it, could ensoul the fullness of the Christ and bring forth the Son of God, enables us to go and do likewise. Contacting, then, one member of the spiritual hierarchy who has attained on this ray, we then receive from her a reinforcement for our own path of self-mastery. Just as we apprentice ourselves on earth to masters of a particular trade or guild, so we may do the same in our relationship to the personages of heaven. If we want to become a great musician, we study under the world's greatest musicians. And so if we want to release the mother flame, we apply to one who has already done so, and one who can guide and guard us in the release of these sacred energies. There is a very important law in hierarchy which pertains to this manifestation. Jesus said, 
He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. The point here is that if we accept in Mary the motherhood of God, then we are accepting our own potential to realize that motherhood. If we deny it in Mary, then we deny it in ourselves. If we deny that she is the mother of Christ, we deny our opportunity to receive her reward, which is the gift of the Christ consciousness. We find then a force working in the world today that is parallel to that which is anti-Christ, anti the Son of God coming to the fore of being. It is that which I call anti-mother or anti-mater. This anti-mother syndrome makes us deny the mother and therefore prevents us from raising up the mother energies within which would give us the full creativity and use of our soul faculties and the ultimate opportunity for soul liberation. You know, Doug, Mary is the supremely liberated woman for the 20th century. She shows each one of us how we can raise this energy for the liberation of men and women and children. Mother Mary shows us that through meditation we can be free to liberate the Christ consciousness within ourselves. Each time we say the Hail Mary, we are giving the salutation to the Mother Ray within our own being, to the energy the pure white light of God that is focused in the base of the spine chakra. When we say, Hail Mother Ray, it activates that force field. And by and by, increment by increment, it slowly rises, naturally and in consonance with the laws of God, without being forced and without being dangerous to our evolution. Mother Mary, then, becomes our own personal mother, our spiritual mother, who is guarding our initiations on the path to become the fullness of all that Jesus became. As Mary sponsored Jesus, so she will sponsor us if we call to her, and she will show us not a dependent relationship upon her, but an independent relationship whereby through union with our own mother light we can become the fullness of the motherhood of God and thereby nourish life on earth. When you do the rosary, you seem to do it with so much more feeling than we hear in the churches. Why? You cannot pour new wine into old bottles. Just because some have made of the rosary a hypnotic charm, a superstition, an exercise in rote, a dead ritual or a vain repetition of words, does not mean that we cannot go to the core of the teaching and discover there the fount of mother life that is within us. The giving of that Hail Mary, then, becomes the salutation to an energy source that is paralleled in nature. It is as powerful as nuclear energy. It is like unto the oil that rushes from the center of the earth. This rushing of the energy of mother from the base of the spine up to the crown of the head is exactly like that very phenomena. In fact, it is even more intense. It is like the volcano erupting. It is a very intense cosmic force, and we see that the harnessing of that energy is what makes life in matter hum. And the reason that our bodies are not humming is that we have not tied into our own natural resource. And so giving this Hail Mary is really a means of solving the energy crisis. When we first 
then release this spiritual fire within our own microcosm, we are setting up a meditation force field that extends throughout the earth because it is always magnified by Mother Mary, who said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Lord is a term for law. Mary is magnifying the law of God, the inner blueprint, the inner design of all of the sons and daughters of God on earth. And therefore we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us, sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. As we take the hand of the angels and the hosts of the Lord, we take Mother Mary's hand, and we know that she is leading us in the path of dominion over the earth. The great law always states, as above, so below, as without, so within. The salutation to the mother within always parallels the salutation to the mother above or the mother who is the permanent self in heaven. This is not only Mary the mother, but every saint of East and West who has realized this oneness with the great mother force. How do you answer the question that this kind of adoration for mother is somehow or other unmanly? Well, it's just as silly as thinking that it is unwomanly to pray to God the Father. All of us need father, all of us need mother, all of us need the balance of these forces within. Well, how can we get this energy and get it quickly? The secret is to get rid of the old wine and the old bottles which means not only the old doctrine and dogma that we have been fed as gruel for a couple thousand years, but it also means getting rid of substance within our own subconscious. The best way to do this is to surrender to the reality of the real self within, not to a tyrannical God that is without that we have manufactured by our anthropomorphic sense of God, but surrender to the law or the Lord of our own being. Surrender to the alchemy, the very chemistry of our cells and atoms. Surrender to the harmony of the stream of life that is flowing within us. This surrender is the real alchemy whereby we receive the influx of the light of God and can attain to that power, wisdom, and love which all the saints have known. For this reason, Mother Mary has dictated the 14th Rosary as the mystery of surrender. What can we learn about surrender from the 14th Rosary? It's a known fact that we kill ourselves with what we eat, not what we don't eat. Americans are overfed materially, and they are overfed spiritually, with so much stuff that there is literally a spiritual constipation so that the life of a cosmos cannot flow through our chakras. Therefore, the 14th Rosary helps us get rid of all the debris so that the light of God that is already within us can simply flow. Mother Mary then tells us, Surrender. Surrender to this law within. All that which is anti-mother, anti-God, anti-the-real-self all of these schisms and divisions that are fabricated within the subconscious. Let go of everything. Give everything to God and understand that it's like carrying your dirty wash to the laundromat. You put it in, it comes out clean. You give to God everything that you are, and he gives back to you everything cleaned and purified. 
if we can just open our hands and let go and let all of our energy, our life, our successes, our failures, our desires, our not desires, flow into the flame, then we find that a great purge of the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We are relieved of momentums of lifetime upon lifetime of incorrect consciousness. And God flows in, His energy flushes out the impurity, and we find ourselves standing in the very midst of this central Son of Being that is our own I Am Presence, the same flame that appeared to Moses in the bush that burned but was not consumed. The mystery of surrender is the moment of our dying unto reality. It's the moment of letting go of each justification of the human ego, the false sense of responsibility, our false pride, our false humility, all of the burdens of sophistication with which we have cloaked the soul, the fad consciousness, the herd consciousness that takes us farther and farther and farther from the center of our own reality. Mother Mary says, Let go of the things that you think you must have. Let go of the things that you think in your pride you will never do, or the things that you think you will always do. Let go of all human attachments. Let go of every ambition except God's desiring within you to be God. Why let go? Because it is freedom. It's the only freedom we ever will know. That freedom that the Buddha teaches of non-attachment. As soon as we let go, it returns to us, but not as it was, in a purified form, in the form in which it ought to be for us to live our life according to the inner divine plan. I remember once you said, surrender the mortal and God returns the immortal. This is what you're saying now, is it not? It's really true, Doug. If we are willing to see that this mortal will die in any case and to realize that God gives us the option of surrendering it now so that he can return to us now our immortality, we really begin to realize what is this game of life? Why are we on earth? What are we doing here? What are all these experiences for? Therefore, precisely this. God wants us to show him within this crucible of our experience that we are willing to give back to him all that he has given us. And in that willingness, he bestows upon us immortal life. Thank you very much. <laughs> Did you guys like that spiritual undermat metaphor for cleaning up our human creation? <laughs> I that, was, that was great. <laughs> well, up next, we pepper Sid Bennett with questions and perhaps a few hanging curveballs. Please stay with us. <laughs> the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. 
by applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back and happy to welcome Sid Bennett once again to tackle all of the questions you send us and a few of our own as well. Today on the subject of the rosary. Hi, Sid. Well, Sid. What has Mother Mary told us about her rosary and why we should give it? Well, you know, Mother Mary doesn't really need us to give the rosary to her. In other words, she's not dependent on our devotion and adoration. But she understands that we need it. We need to give adoration to the Mother Ray within us. Because we have, you know, a lot of debris and unreconciled differences with the Divine Mother. And as we give our adoration to the Divine Mother within, Mm -hmm. there is healing. There is healing of our psyche, there is healing of our soul, and there is perhaps balancing of a little bit of karma. Because Mother Mary and the angels can take our rosaries, just like with decrees, and help people. And if you care for children, for those that are suffering, those that need healing, what better way than to ask Mother Mary's intercession by giving the rosary? So we give it because we need it. We need to give adoration to the mother flame, and others need it. Others need that comfort of the mother. You know, I love giving the rosary. It is, it is a very peaceful, it's a meditation, it's a devotion. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't love the mother mm-hmm. and the comfort <laughs> of the mother? And the mother understands everything. You know, I know I made blew it, Mother Mary. I knew I did the wrong thing, but, <laughs> you know, can you just still love me anyway? And, you know, it's that flame and presence of that comfort of God through the mother that I find has made such a difference in my life. And, you know, when I started giving the rosary on a daily basis, my life changed. Mother Mary said, if we give it every day, even the Hail Mary, she'll place her presence over us. Now, wouldn't you like to go out through the day through the day with the presence of the Divine Mother over you that's yeah. ready to help you, to prompt you, to guide you? Yeah. And, of course, we don't want to offend her either, you know, in how we live. So it's also a prompting for us to do better. Mm-hmm. So the rosary is an interchange with the Divine Mother, which i got to tell you, I didn't learn in the Protestant Church. <laughs> no. Well, I fortunately had an exposure to it in the Catholic Church. But, you know, you raised something here that I think we may tease another upcoming program with this information. There is always this mother comfort. We think of the mother, we think of the comfort flame. But as you were saying off, off uh, mic a while back, the mother is also very fierce. Indeed. And we are dealing with a force here that is not just one-sided, but this is a mother who will go after the rescue of her children. Exactly right, and I yeah. hope we can talk about that, Tom, because, you know, the, the, the Eastern symbols of the mother, are, we always see in Kali and, and Durga, <laughs> which, is, which are very fierce, and, you know, 
they think they're very negative. But what the understanding is that there is a power of the mother flame in defense of her children. Yep. And if we see in the animal kingdom, you don't want to mess with a grizzly mother. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, years ago I was in Africa and I got between a baby elephant and its mother. Ooh, and I was in a car, but um, I got to tell you, that mother was not happy. And she started chasing us. So, oh, wow. you know, there's, there's both aspects of the mother. And we need both aspects. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the New Age rosaries. What can you tell us about the Surrender Rosary, also known as the 14th Rosary? You know, many of us are stuck. We're stuck in something in our psyche, something in our way of life. Either we can't forgive someone, we can't get over something that's happened to us. God, how did you let this happen to me? You know, I've been doing all the right things for years, <laughs> and here this thing comes down to me. You know, you really let me down, God. You know, why yeah. did you do it? You know, I mean, there's things that we have in our world oh, yeah. that we need to let go of. And surrender is not giving up. Surrender is recognizing that everything belongs to God, whether it's right within us or in, out of balance in us. We give it to God. God will then give back to us that which he wants us to keep and wants us to have. We're so afraid that God is going to take something from us that we want that we try and hide it from him. Whether we hide it in our psyche or hide it in our world or whatever it is. God, I love you, but, you know, I really like this car, and I don't want to you know, get, it, get it repossessed or whatever. I mean, I know that's yeah. silly. But, no, but the point is, everything you want to keep, you must give away. Well, who do you give it to? You give it to God. Yeah. And there's such a freedom. I know when I've reached blocks in my life, when I don't know what to do, literally, and I'm so burdened by a situation I've been, when I surrender to God, it doesn't necessarily bring resolution of that issue right away. But it brings me a peace I never had before. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. And it's very, very liberating. And it's, you know, I, I had a friend tell me the other day, he had something happen to him that was extremely difficult. And he said, I gave the surrender rosary every single day of my life. And that's how he overcame it. Oh, wow. You know, you, you said something here a moment ago, and I, I know how you meant it, that surrender is not giving up. Um, I, I would suggest that surrender is not quitting, that you are giving up your human attachments. Well, yeah, you know, and I think so that's just, a good thing. In other words, what I'm saying, we don't become passive, right. um, you know, amoeba or something that right. just kind of blops on the thing. Mm -hmm. But we give it to God, and we let God give us direction what we do next or not do anything next. And so there's a difference between, you know, it's hopeless, I can't do anything, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. And God, here, you take it from me and give back to me that which you want me to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here you Well, um, there's another rosary that we... Um, alluded to a couple of times, the Enoch Rosary. Do yeah. you have any comment on that one? Well, for those of you that don't know, Enoch was um, uh, a lost book of the Bible, so to speak, that was missing for hundreds of years and told the story of the fallen angels and mm -hmm. what they call the Watchers. And, um, you know, it was uh, kept out of the Christian Bible, and yet it's referred to in the New Testament, Enoch. <laughs> so Enoch is our father. He's an ascended master. Yeah. And Mrs. Prophet has given us a rosary that takes words from his teachings and puts them with music and songs. It's a, it's a devotional. So it's in a sense, it's a rosary to the Father, oh, yeah. which yeah. is an interesting concept. I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm feeling a need to interrupt our Q&A for a moment to yeah. mention a couple of wonderful DVDs on the subject of the rosary. Yeah, good idea. So if you go to tsl.org, click on the bookstore tab, and simply type in the word rosary, you will find quite a few great sources of information to choose from. Oh, indeed you will. Yeah, and, and you can not only listen, but pray right along with them. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, you got the 14th rosary, the mystery of surrender, which we just talked about mm-hmm. for one. Then there's Kuan Yin's crystal rosary, devotions to the mother flame east and west, mm-hmm. a beautiful compilation of prayers and mantras. Of course, there's the Enoch rosary we just mentioned. And there is an extraordinarily powerful rosary designed to strengthen you, This the, the Enoch rosary in particular, to strengthen you and in your Christhood and empower you to deal with Antichrist and meet all challenges that come to you. Mm-hmm. And then there are a whole series of scriptural rosaries, even a child's rosary to Mother Mary, which is really a New Age rosary for all ages. And you know, the, the, I love giving the child's rosary because they're only about 15 minutes long. So we can all find time to do that. And Mother Mary has told us, she says, you know, I don't mind if you're cooking dinner or doing something in the household when you give the rosary because you can do both things simultaneously. Yeah. People say, oh, I, I've got, I'm so busy, I can't do this, I can't do that. Well, you know, take time when you're doing something anyway. It could be a sewing, it could be gardening, it could be anything, and have that rosary on there. And you'd be surprised how much you can interact with the Mother Mary and do that. So there's time that you can find in your day to do it. She's very open to that. And try it and feel mm-hmm. the difference in your life. You know, Mrs. Prophet has told us as you faithfully recite the rosary, you are contributing to world peace. So it's not only your peace, yeah. but it's the peace of the world. Mm-hmm. How many of us wake up every day and say, look, I don't know what to do. How, what's in the world? I can't make any difference. I'm one person. Well, i got to tell you, Mother Mary can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And when you give her devotion through the rosary, she can take that energy and change the world. Yeah, indeed, change the world. And one of those places where hopefully the world will change is this concept that we had heard in the interviews that we had with Elizabeth Clare Prophet about the alienation of people to the mother flame, to this the whole mother identity. I mean, it's happened in our world, and we've we've seen it happening with abortion, with again you know, the blurring of gender roles, the the fabric of the family and society being torn apart by things that are very anti mother. I know. You know, there's a, there's a subconscious anger that we feel against the divine mother. Well, where does that come from? Yeah. Mother, where are you? You know, why did you abandon me? Well, guess what? We, the Divine Mother did not abandon us. We abandoned her. Yeah. And so now we blame her for the fact that we abandoned her. So you can see how difficult this is. Mm-hmm. The rosary can become great healing. It can heal the rift that we have created individually between ourselves and the Divine Mother. And it can hopefully heal us of those behaviors which subconsciously we do our anti-mother because we're trying to, to get her attention, if you will. Yeah. You know, if I, if, I'm, if I do enough bad things against the mother, she has to pay attention to me. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of perverse, isn't it? It yeah. is very. And so we've been, you know, even the misuse of, of the sacred energy and the sex and the, all these things, it's an attempt to get the attention of the Divine Mother. It's the wrong attempt. But the rosary will bring healing to us, and it allows us to open that channel of communication with the Divine Mother, tremendously healing. And I think that's the point we can't stress enough, that it is, in fact, a very, very potent healing force. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Mrs. Prophet said that the best way to release and properly embody the Mother Flame is to apply to one who has already done it, such yeah. as Mother Mary. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like hiring a proven coach to master a skill, isn't it? Well, well, absolutely. You know, you focus your attention on who you want to be, and, you know, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter we all are going to manifest the Mother Ray. Every male ascended master, if you will, has a much feminine in him as well. Right. So it's something we need to put on to be a complete person and to eventually rise up and merge with our Christ self uh-huh. in our ascension. Yeah, you know, and that brings up something we have spoken of before. We spoke of it earlier today. This Mother Flame or Force is also known as the goddess Kundalini. 
Where is this force located in our beings, and how should we handle or control it? Well, it's, this is an important teaching. It's located in the base of the spine chakra. And there actually is a kundalini yoga that's taught that the ascended masters have said is very dangerous because it prematurely raises up this mother light within us. And people can actually go insane if they're not spiritually where they need to be when this energy comes up. The ascended master have told us that the mother ray, that rosary is the safe, absolutely safe way to raise up this energy and will take you that one step closer to your ascension. All these pieces fit together in a puzzle. And if we pay attention, that puzzle will come together and by God's grace, we can make our ascension in this life. Well, and of course, that is our goal. And on that note, yes, <laughs> another hour has just flown by. Oh, I, no. I, I, I know I sound like a broken record, I mean, but I'm continuously amazed at how fast these hours just evaporate. They do. Well, Sid, thank you so much again for being with us. Terry, of course, thank you for uh, interchanging energies with ours in this uh, grand oh, effort of ours. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, before I close, I want to say, do the rosary while you're doing your dishes. Yeah. I love to do it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you all out there for joining us as yeah, well. Sure. If you have any questions or concerns, simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org, and we'll answer you. And we will. <laughs> we will answer you. Yeah. And in the meantime, remember this. Though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. We'll meet again. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.